This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. University Cup, the number one ranked U of A Golden Bears leading Acadia 5-0 with 14-13 left in the third period. 3-0 after the first. No scoring in the second period. The Bears have added a couple early in the third. Oddly enough, they were being outshot through two periods, 22-18. But obviously the U of A in control here and if they win this one, which they should, they will play St. FX in a semifinal. That would be on Saturday. We'll keep you updated on that one. I'm actually uh, watching it on mute here on the computer while I host the show. In the NHL tonight, the Jets lead the Maple Leafs 2-1 early in the second period. Stastny and Wheeler for Winnipeg. Giordano with the goal for Toronto. After one, Boston up 2-1 against New Jersey. Panthers lead the Blackhawks one zip six minutes into the second Islanders with a two nothing edge on the Blue Jackets and early second period Carolina two Montreal nothing Ajo his 31st came on the power play Svechnikov his 26th coming up later Penguins at mini Sharks at Avalanche the Kings after losing in a shootout here last night to the Oilers will take on the Calgary Flames and it's the Stars up against the Ducks and you know the standing situation for Edmonton still in third they had to win in regulation to get the second place positioning against Los Angeles so the Kings have 82 points in 69 games. The Oilers have 81 in 68. So after tonight, it'll be two games in hand for Edmonton. St. Louis Blues are the opponent tomorrow for the Edmonton Oilers. Of course, it's on 6.30, Ched. 5.30 face-off show game at 7. Furnace Family Oilers hockey. As the Oilers will try to tie a team record. They will try to tie a team record with their ninth consecutive home victory. They set that over the uh, final games at home of the 16-17 season when they broke the 10-year playoff drought. So they have won eight straight at home. Here's head coach Jay Woodcroft. Our players feel the juice in the building. Uh, you know, I think there's a really good atmosphere here. We play in front of the best fans in the world. And um, I said this over the last few days here, is that we want to make this building uh, really tough two points to take out of. Uh, we want to make sure that opponents know that when they come into this building that they're, um, they have the whole city of Edmonton uh, against them. And... Uh, and I certainly uh, for our players, um, you know, it's about establishing our game right off the bat, trying to assert a way the game is going to be played. And um, over this last little while, although we haven't been perfect, we found a way to get it done. And, and that really is what it comes down to. It's that whatever it takes attitude. All right. So last night, the win against the Kings, I, I thought. A pretty competitive game. Maybe L.A. deserved a better fate, especially when you look at how they dominated the first nine minutes of the third period, out shooting the Oilers 11-0. Koskinen able to hold his ground. Now, having said that, the Oilers did do some good things. They had a 3-1 lead at one point, though it unfortunately quickly evaporated. And I think giving up those two goals in 14 seconds is something that the uh, Oilers coaching staff and the players need to consider about how to avoid those quick goals in the future. 
a, a probable first round matchup as we keep moving along. It gets more and more likely that these two teams are going to play in the first round. Uh, you know, Vegas would have to pass L.A. or Edmonton to disrupt that. I don't think L.A. or Edmonton is going to track down Calgary for first. And right now, Edmonton is three points up on Vegas. L.A. is uh, four points up. Vegas more in a fight for a wild card spot. So a possible, well, I'm going to say probable playoff matchup. They play again one week from tonight in L.A. Going to be the fourth and final meeting of the season series. The Oilers lead at four points to three, two wins to one with the one game coming in the shootout. And... The Kings, you know, they got Jonathan Quick in net. They got another pretty good goaltender. Drew Doughty, maybe he's going to be back for the playoffs. That'll be huge, along with some other injured players. If you want to talk about Anderson or Brown or, or Roy or players like that. Um, and they give, uh, I think they can give the Oilers some trouble. They they play, I mean, we, we saw Todd McClellan's teams do this in San Jose. And even somewhat when he was coaching the Oilers, and the Oilers also got a little better roster for him to coach. Todd McClellan's teams put a lot of pucks on the net and uh, you know, they, they get the puck. He always talked about checking and playing inside the other guy's equipment when you're going after a puck, which I thought was a great image, a, a good image to put in a player's head when he's competing for a puck, you got to get inside the other guy's equipment. They get pucks and they put them at the net and they get a lot of shots. They did it last night. They've done it throughout most of, the, most of the season. They've been out shooting their opponents by about six and a half shots per game. Rob had a great stat, uh, stat last night that they once outshot their opponents for 21 consecutive games this season. So I think if this is the matchup we're leaning towards, um, and, and again, when you get into the playoffs, most of the matchups are tough. But I think the way L.A. plays can put a lot of stress on Koskinen or whoever the Oilers goaltender is going to be and can put a lot of stress on on uh, on the Oilers defense, some of whom at times struggle with that physical, sturdy, down loan play. And I think that led to a couple goals against last night. Now, the contrast to that is, I, I think the Oilers were able to do some good things down low last night. And and yes, the Kings defense might look different when we get different when we get to the postseason. Um, you know, I think McDavid and Drysaddle had a lot of chances. Uh, you know, I thought Hyman had a pretty good game. Like I said, with down low stuff, I think Evander Kane is is good at that. So I think if these two teams went at it, it would be a really good series. Uh, I, I'm just pointing out that some of the concerns that LA might have for the Oilers if and when they do get there. But good showdown last night. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I'm saying the Kings maybe deserved a better fate just because of how they played earlier in the third period. There were some times when the Oilers played pretty well, and you might be looking at a couple of opportunities and say, well, if those would have gone in, it might have been a different night. In the shootout, I mean, that move by McDavid, I, <laughs> almost leaves me speechless. Just how We've seen him go in there and do about a dozen little quick fakes in, in about half a second before he actually does whatever he's going to do and beats the goaltender. That one, he just goes in and is so smooth, pivoting to his right and sliding in the backhand. So the Oilers do get the extra point in the shootout. Another thing that could have changed the course of that game was if the Oilers' fourth goal that went in in the second period had stood. Now, I, I do think if you look at the letter of the rule in the NHL rulebook, it was the right call. Uh, disallowing the goal that McDavid fired in with the backhand off the leg of Jesse Pugliarvi. Pugliarvi right in front of the net, contacting with B Bjornfoot of the Kings, and kind of uh, that led to Quick being a little bit impeded, trying to make the save. Jay Woodcroft commented on the disallowed goal today. It's about uh, the goaltender having the ability to make the save. And while Jesse was trying to establish his position, um, it, 
the way it was explained to me was that the defender was pushed into the goalie, which prevented him from making the save. Um, that one went against us. Um, you know, it went against us. Whether I agree with it or not, it went against us. And if that's the standard going forward, um, we have a good understanding of what the standard is now. Yeah, and I know in oil country, whenever there's goalie interference, there's a, a couple of calls that spring to mind, and two of them in that Anaheim series. And uh, I'm not going to talk about the one so much in game five where the Oilers blew the lead and Kessler was pulling... Uh, Talbot's pad out of the way so the shot went in there was one earlier in the series where Corey Perry kind of contacted Talbot from the side and affected his movement that one was more similar to last night I, I know in this case it was Pugliarvi pushing a king player back into quick and that was Perry himself knocking Talbot if you look at those two plays you'd probably say well you know that goal shouldn't have counted five years ago but but again i think fair comment by woodcroft you just hope that that standard is enforced consistently going forward now as for pulley um I, I know rob and i talked about it last night i i don't have any problem with what he was doing on that play and you, you obviously would have liked the goal to count but he wasn't doing anything foolish he, he wasn't charging into the crease and recklessly hitting the goaltender he's fighting for position and he kind of won a battle against a, a, a guy that he was able to overpower. And Woodcroft was asked uh, after today's meeting an optional skate about some of Jesse's work in front of the net and down low. I think he's done a really good job of it lately. And uh, having not been around Jesse for uh, the last few years, I would say that's probably the biggest area of growth in his game is going to those hard areas and establishing his physical dominance. Um, I actually I thought he finished some some yeah. checks last night and was a, a force there. Um, you know, you sounded like me in my question to the referee last night, which was, uh, you know, isn't that just one guy being stronger than another person in establishing position? Um, you know, we want him going to those hard areas, and and I think we'll come out on the right side of it more than more times than not if he does. Yeah, well, I think that's a, a fair perspective. Um, I, I don't think that sometimes a player might have a goal disallowed or do something and the coach might say, okay, do you understand why you can't do this anymore? I think in that situation, you say, Jesse, you got there, you fought for position, you were, you were battling against another guy, an unfortunate result, but you were doing the right things on that play. All right, here's what I can tell you. Rafi Torres is coming up between 6.30 and 7, the former Edmonton Oiler. He's part of the uh, hometown hockey celebrations in Edmonton over the weekend. We'll catch up with him. I am happy to catch up with you at 780-496-0063. That is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. Here is uh, the contest cue today for the Your Team One Epic Night contest. I'm going to give you the names of two players, and you have to take their jersey numbers, add them together, and put them in on the contest page on 630ched.com under Your Team One Epic Night. Five people throughout the week are going to win two tickets to the game on April 28th. Out of those five, one person is going to win 10 tickets in a suite to the game on April 22nd. Our morning dude, Daryl McIntyre, is going to be your host. And after the game, you're going to get to skate on the ice. You get a jersey. It's going to be probably the most fun you've ever had in your life, except for listening to Inside Sports, of course. So today, you got to add together the jersey numbers of Hunter the Mascot and Evander Kane. 
Hunter the mascot plus Evander Kane. This should be quite a large number in hockey terms. Hunter the mascot plus Evander Kane, your team, one epic night on the contest page on 630ched.com. Speaking of epic, Mooner checks in from Bakersfield when we get back. Well, well, the Golden Bears cruising at Nationals. Five minutes left now, up 7-0 on Acadia in the quarterfinal. It was 3-0 after the first and after the second, but the Bears pouring it on here in the third period. So they're going to be playing St. FX in the semifinal on Saturday. And speaking about uh, lopsided victories, 4-0 last night for the Bakersfield Condors over the Henderson Silver Knights. Our man Cam Moon was on location, on assignment, at that game. Mooner, how's it going? Oh, it's going very well, Reed. Yeah, I was on assignment. Had my, my press hat on and everything. You should have seen it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, well, first of all, before we talk about that game, and I, I saw some of the highlights, and there was one really cool goal I want to ask you about. Uh, you've been in Bakersfield a few days now tell me about and i and i know it's you know limited but tell me a little bit about the the sports vibe in that city what are what do people talk about and where do the condors sort of fit in well the condors have uh, such a history in bakersfield and before the condors it was bakersfield fog but minor pro hockey has been in the area since the early to mid 90s so they're they definitely have uh, a presence, which is great, and the, you could you could feel that vibe. I mean, last night was a little tough because it was a midweek game that was a rescheduled game, so not as strong a crowd as you'd like. I think tomorrow night will be far better because it's a Friday and it's a game that's you know actually been on the schedule all season. But there's uh, there's a, a Division One university here that has a baseball program and then there's a junior college that has a football and a baseball program i went and watched the baseball today uh and what a facility they have that was amazing so i saw bakersfield college play this afternoon and their football stadium the condors actually played an outdoor game there i don't know about five years ago now uh and that's that's a pretty uh neat setup too but i really like what the condors have going the rink is perfect it's just the right size and their facilities with their workout room and their dressing room and everything is, is second to none. All right. They won the game 4 nothing. Was there a goal? Did did Holloway juggle the puck and then get it over to Sevier? Can you describe this one? God, it was crazy. He gets the pass in the neutral zone. He kind of bounces it up in the air with his stick around the defenseman, skates right by him like a fire hydrant on a freeway, and then puts it across to Sevier, and Colton Sevier has a, a slam dunk goal. It was, it was in real time. I was like, what just happened there? And I had to watch it a couple of times to, to see how skilled a goal it really was. So that was a great setup by Holloway. His, the first goal that he set up, it was a Brendan Perlini power play goal where they found just a, just a sliver of a seam on the power play, and he whipped the pass over like a, a bullet pass. And if it isn't Brendan Perlini, they probably don't score because he's got such a good shot, such a quick release. 
But again, Holloway last night, and, and I'm only I've only watched you know the one game. I hadn't seen Dylan Holloway play since the World Juniors uh, a couple of seasons ago, but he saw the ice like he created things out of out of great vision and speed, and and you put those two things together, and that's what made him so successful last night. And, and I know it was just the the one game, but anybody else? Skinner got a shutout, I guess. I don't know how much pressure they were under from the Silver Knights. Yeah. Anybody else stand out for you last night or make some good plays? Yeah, I thought. Well, Colton Seager was good. Uh, he was playing on a line with with Holloway. Uh, Brendan Perlini was noticeable when he got the puck. He was putting on on net. He only scored one goal. Could have had three. Tyler Benson uh, didn't get on the score sheet, but the effort, as always, is top shelf. And he created opportunities on a better night. Probably would have had a goal or two. Stuart Skinner only had to deal with 12 shots in the first 40 minutes. In the third period, Henderson uh, got some opportunity. And and Stuart Skinner made some saves in the third period for sure. Mind you, the game was kind of out of reach by that point. Henderson's a little undermanned right now with uh, players up with the NHL team. But, uh, But Skinner was solid when called upon. He just wasn't called upon a lot. Okay, so sorry. Who are they playing tomorrow, and then what's your schedule? Because you're finally back calling games on Sunday. Yes, uh, they play Henderson again, uh, so they got them again tomorrow night, and then Saturday I will go to Anaheim and meet up with the Oilers there, and then of course it's got the game uh, against the Ducks on Sunday. All right, uh, and but, but tell me what's this baseball team you checked out today? Tell me a little bit more about oh. them. Well, it's a uh, it's a junior college. So it's, uh, it's like a two-year program where guys would go from high school that, that haven't got Division One scholarships yet and would go and play a couple of years and then uh, try to get themselves to a, to a four-year school for the last two years. So, yeah, he, uh, it's good baseball. Uh, so it was two California schools, and, and all, most, just about all the kids were, were California kids. So it's a it's a good level of baseball, and uh, it was really fun to watch on a on a lovely afternoon. Okay, Mooner, you're a gentleman for checking in. I do look forward to uh, seeing you in person at some point. I guess that has to wait for about another week or so. But I, it's it's fun having you on the road and checking in. And it sounds like that was a good effort by the Condors last night. I, I hope you can stream the show. Rafi Torres is coming up in the next half hour. Okay, I'll fire up me some Rafi for sure. There we go. That is Cam Moon, our uh, Oilers play-by-play voice here on 6.30 Shed in the Oilers uh, radio network. Of course, Jack Michaels does games as well, and Stoff's done some games as we've had to adjust the uh, the lineup along the way. Yeah, Rafi Torres is next. It's Inside Sports on Shed. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.